Oh, baby, if I got a special treat for you today. Was talking with Hector Garcia recently, just about, you know, biz, just, you know, being cool YouTube guys. I said, Hector, let's do a little thing for The Daily Show. So, had a conversation with Hector around what does content creation look like through the lens of an accounting firm, and we had some mega big brain moments about how people will pay more based on trust. Some big unlocks there we're going to talk about. Also, you beautiful people, we're in the finals of the Accounting High Bracket Challenge. We were against Ryan Lozanis in the semifinals. I released the Lozanis files. Some pretty unseemly information about him that came out as a result. Uh, we were tied on like Friday, and we, you y'all put in like 80 votes or something like that after that. We ended up winning by a bunch Bless your hearts. I talked about it on this show on Fridays, so I know it was you. I know it was you that went out and voted. <clears throat> Let's do it again, though, one more time, because we're up against Uncat right now. Put a link in the show notes. Also, got some hot goss for you. Stick around to the end to learn why Ryan Lozanis is suing me now. Okay, but gang, we've got the accounting goat of YouTube, Mr. Hector Garcia. 250,000 subscribers on YouTube. You kidding me? That's a quarter of a million. You know how many subscribers I have? <laughs> not even 5,000. I'm not mad. You're mad. Let's do it. It's Jason Daly. All right, Hector Garcia. Uh, I, if you've, been, you've been living under a rock if you don't know who Hector Garcia is already, especially if you're a YouTube nerd like myself. Okay, I'm gonna embarrass you, Hector. 223,000 subscribers, 17 million views on an accounting channel. Uh, last 30 days, over a quarter million views. On average, 9,000 views per day across Hector's library. Is that weird for you? Like, is that weird to think about? There's that many people out there sitting there looking into Hector's eyes, learning, doing whatever they're doing. No, uh, there's 33 million small businesses in the United States. So the fact that point something percent of them are watching is shouldn't be surprising. Um, accountants charge a lot of money for what they do. And uh, some people want to democratize that. They want they want to save some money on, a, on accounting professional work. And they're thinking, can I do this myself? And also there's a lot of accountants out there that uh, are just getting into QuickBooks because they're living under the rock. Yeah. And uh, they find my videos and that's kind of how, how, how they get there. Now, surprisingly, my channel has other stuff that's not QuickBooks videos, but the, the, the heavy hitters are mm -hmm. QuickBooks tutorials. And out of that 250,000 mm -hmm. views or something for the last 30 days that you mentioned, I guarantee you that 230,000 is like, how to use QuickBooks version yeah. one or, or yeah, level yeah. one. And everything else that I try to get fancy with, I try to talk about value pricing and philosophizing <laughs> about specializing in your firm or talking about chat GPT or just yeah. like, like going deep into like nerdy accounting practice, you yeah. know, small business ownership, uh, uh, management advice type of stuff. That's like a small, really a small percentage of, of, of the people that watch. So I've been typecasted as a QuickBooks trainer uh, from, from a YouTube perspective. And uh, the advantage to that is that I leverage the QuickBooks brand because there's yeah. five, six million QuickBooks online users and they need 
uh, help and the QuickBooks official YouTube channel, it's okay. Um, it's more of a sales platform than a training platform. So by default, because I focused on the training aspect, okay, this is how you do things, this is why you would do it, and these are the things that can go wrong in the middle of you trying to do it the way it was designed to do it, and here's an alternative yeah. to doing it differently because in the real world, stuff doesn't work right, right, always right. the way it's sort of best case scenario. And people like that, people appreciate that, and I think that's why they keep coming back. So not weird for me because I've been doing this for seven years. Uh, not just because I believe that I become a master of, of of my craft doing it, but also because after seven years of making videos, you should see some traction. Yeah, yeah. I, so it's interesting. I think I talk a lot with accountants about ways that they can build content creation and what they do, but I think they look at like the Hector Garcia media machine and it's like the level of confidence and most people and and there's no way like you were this way from day one and so like there's this element of like having to look at yourself on video and like all the insecurities that come up when you do that very first thing and you just start because that's where 99 percent mm -hmm. of people are right like they're they're on yeah. the fence of whether to make that first thing what did that look like for you like what context did that first video come through was it like through the lens of the accounting firm like how did that yeah. start that's a good good question so first of all so for some context especially for the people saying the hector garcia media machine or whatever that might feel intimidating because they're sort of com trying to compete with it uh, a couple points one is i have about a thousand videos maybe like 900 videos that are published and maybe there's another 1500 that have been deleted so wow. you're you're seeing what what made it you're seeing what yeah. what what what's relevant you're seeing what's not old anymore you're seeing the stuff that's in my standards better quality than it what it was before so uh it's kind of like that uh, that meme or that uh, that picture where they show like the little peak of the the glacier but and, yeah. and then the whole bottom of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th it, that's how it works yeah like there's there's a lot more crap than good stuff that that has to be produced as a byproduct of of creating any sort of uh any sort of content so so just at least gain some confidence and that some stuff will be bad, some stuff will be good. And unfortunately, what you are seeing, it's only the good stuff. Like I, you know, if you look at an Instagram model, for example, and you see this beautiful picture of like, let's say male yeah. or female, it doesn't really matter, of the person. You think that's the first picture they took? No, that's like one out of like the 10,000 pictures that they took in every possible angle with every possible lightning yeah. combination, uh, uh, you know, with different shades or different clothing. So uh, just don't be intimidated by the good stuff that you see out there. So that's point number one. Yeah. Point number two, if there's a great creator that's in your space that you think is your competitor, your competition, and therefore that's going to discourage you not to create, I'm going to flip the concept upside down. These great creators are bringing human beings and eyeballs to the platform yeah. that means we're creating uh the space for more people to accept that this is a good place to go learn accounting or learn about the similar concepts that you could be creating um and there's a there's a there's a potential that when you create the content after somebody watches my video it could suggest your video which is why you know i reached out to you jason earlier on when you started creating some content that caught my eye and I told you point blank, and you remember, I said, hey, you know, we are better as a profession because you entered it 
and I'll be better as a creator because you entered it because all of a sudden people could be watching my video or your video and your videos are really well edited they're they're they're, they're wonderful and and you have great fresh perspective um, that you're bringing in and now that that's going to keep me sharp right because I, I have to look I look at what you do and sometimes I even draw inspiration from what you do and and prior to me existing uh, someone by the name of uh, Seth David from Nerd Enterprises was sort mm -hmm. of like the one that controlled this sort of accounting content environment. And at some point he said, hey, I'm going to start monetizing this. And he, he's got much more sort of private uh, uh, groups, private network type, yeah. type of stuff, private community. And he doesn't focus so much on creating the, the sort of the free content. I kind of stayed in that route. Um, and, and there's just space for, for everybody. So absolutely do not get discouraged from creating content because someone similar to you might make something better. Who, who cares? Plus, yeah. you know, you could always bring a fresh perspective, a different perspective, and you always have the advantage that you can always make the video after I make the video. So you can capitalize on all the mistakes that I made and all the things that I didn't cover. I even tell people, Hey, you know, like if you feel so intimidated by my videos, go in there and just criticize the stuff that I missed and just make like the reaction video to my video. And you're going to have people following you on that too. So like, I, I, yeah, I would love to encourage the entire profession to continue to be relevant, continue to gain relevance to small business owners, to other industries. So they bring us business and keep sending us business and they respect our, our industry and, you know, and, and being on social media, being, uh, thought leaders is the only way to keep us relevant. Yeah. Do you, are you still running a firm? Like, cause you have yeah. a firm in addition yeah. to this stuff, right? Uh, I have in front of me a lot of tax returns stuff oh my that, gosh. I'm, that I'm Hector. reviewing. So oh. yes, I still run a firm. It's April 12th and I have tax returns to do. And Oh, have... bless your heart for doing this. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, how so. do you think of, so how do you think of, because I think when, when people, when accountants generally see people online that do like what you do and what I do to a lesser degree, they're like, oh, those are like influencer types. And nobody identifies as an influencer, at least healthy, like accountants don't identify as influencers, right? Um, well, I'm, you, I'm both. I'm, I'm, I'm a practitioner yeah, um, and I'm an influencer, but I'm not an influencer of social media. I'm an influencer to my employees, I'm an influencer to my family, I'm an influencer to my to my customers. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if I wasn't influencing, if I wasn't suggesting for them to be better business owners, you know, better people, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job correctly. I would just be crunching numbers. So the fact that I'm also quote unquote a social media influencer, it's just sort of a happy accident. But all of us business leaders accountants, advisors, we, we are influencers. Otherwise, without our influence, we really all we have is our number crunching capability and chat GPT and other AI technologies are gonna completely uh, going to uh, replace uh, the value that we create that supposedly sits in this number crunching capabilities. Mm -hmm. Influencing is going to be the only uh, source of power we're going to have as practitioners very soon. What are the, 
what are the i couldn't agree more i I think we get focused on like the mega influencers but the reality is like we all have that influence that's why people buy from us what are the um for the people that are spooked by that and you know they can look at like what hector does and it's just so good and they say i'm never going to get to that so i'm never going to start which you certainly didn't start at this level uh what are like how can they stick a toe in the water? Like, where can they get started? And do you like, do you recommend that through the lens of a firm, through more of a personal identity? Yeah, well, um, I think I made the mistake of building a personal brand instead of a corporate brand from the perspective of now being able to disassociate myself from deals, right? Mm. Um, so right now, I have a firm name and I have 200 and something thousand uh, followers. And I think the only people that know my firm name are my actual clients. <laughs> no one else knows my, yeah. my firm name or, or they, yeah. they, they call it Hector's firm, right? Yeah. So, so, that, had, so that, that was a good thing and a bad thing, okay? So the good part about that is that, um, that it's easier for people to identify me by voice or by face yeah. than by logo. So like... Uh, me as a human being in a conference or in a networking event, uh, my face and my presence and my voice has much more impact and reach than the little tiny logo on my shirt. So mm-hmm. if I had bring, if I had if I had built a corporate brand, I would not have the leverage I have as a person. But now the challenge I have is for deals and transactions, my corporate brand doesn't have the leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sort of sustain by itself. So I almost have to be part of the conversations. I have to be the one that appeases the client and goes, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing the work, but don't worry. It's my ship. I'm the captain, right? Yep. Um, so so that's so it's sort of the good and the bad. Um, from, a, from a speed perspective, it's much faster to build a personal brand versus a corporate brand because, because a, a person has a soul and people identify with souls immediately. Corporate Corporate brands don't have souls and they have... They, they can build souls like the way Disney kind of has a soul, but it took him a hundred and something years mm. to build a soul, right? So, uh, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how long, how old Disney is, but probably like a hundred years. But that's the concept, right? So it's it's very costly, and it requires to align tons of people to act a certain way and execute a plan, mm-hmm. a strategy, a certain way for the corporation to have a soul and people to start connecting with a brand. You can, as a human being you can connect with people uh, super quickly. So in terms of uh. speed to get uh, to get a result, to get a um, to get the responses, to get people to buy, to get people to trust and that, that might be the key word here to get people to trust, which is what you leverage to charge more or to close more deals, whatever you want to call it to get people to do that. Um, you you do you do with the personal brand. But if I could go back in time, I would have done corporate brand because that way, I would have been able to leverage myself more right now. Everything sort of, uh, it's in my plate still. No, but even if I delegate it, I have 10 people in my firm and they do wonderful work. They're great people. But at some point in time, in the, at some point in the, in the, in the food chain, in the workflow, uh, it requires me. It requires my voice. It requires my touch. It requires my presence. It requires the, 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 the surety that the customer has that it, it, I am still the captain of the ship. And unfortunately, that's sort of the drawback from just being all personal brand versus sort of also focusing on the corporate brand. That's interesting. Or firm, or firm, which I right, right. What, what, yeah. What do you? How do you think? 
like paint a picture of what that corporate or that firm brand looks like if it's not Hector. Is it like a more a team approach? What is what's that alternate path if somebody starts tomorrow and they want to go down that like firm kind of production path? Yeah. So you mean like uh, like like building a firm, but you mean like building uh, a firm's brand through social media and thought leadership? Yep. yep. The, the the latter. Yeah, through uh, thought leadership. Yeah. So like if the if the firm puts out a YouTube video. Yeah. Is it Hector? Is it a team of people? Is it something else? It's well, it's going to start by the most talented speaker, right? Or the most talented person with stage presence, assuming your videos will have a talking head aspect of it, which is like what I have, what you have, you know, where, where your face is shown at some point. And by the way, I could tell you, um, if you do videos without your face and with your face, with your face perform better, mm. even though your face is completely irrelevant mm. in a in a in a screen share video. But um, your face sort of when your face is there, even if it's a tiny little face in the bottom right or bottom left, um, it just makes the person feel that it's more like a Zoom call, like a personalized call. When it's just a voice from the ether, like on top of a on top of a. Um, a screen share, uh, it feels more like, oh, this course from a faceless person in a faceless corporation teaching something that has no personality or 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 uh, or soul. It's just like mechanic. Yeah. So like so so yes, you should show your face, which also means you have to shave. Uh, I'm I don't I don't shave, but doesn't but some people have to shave, <laughs> shave, <laughs> uh, fix your hair, uh, wear a shirt, whatever, right? So yeah. like it, it, have lights, have better cameras. I mean, it, it's more work to show your face, but this there will be a person sort of at the helm of those videos. Now, if you're rotating always uh, personnel, and there isn't like one person having like more um, more FaceTime that, that mm. someone else. Maybe people start identifying with the channel and the brand, mm. but uh, but but I think they can't help but identify with the person. So uh, one of the examples I can give you is there's a creator that I love. His name is Chris Doe. Uh, the name of his channel is called The Future without the E at the end. So the future all together and skip okay. the E. And uh, and Chris Doe is sort of the owner and the leader of that and. I've been following that channel for like three years and you can see some cadence of bringing team members to do some videos, but it's like, it almost, almost ends up crumbling and he ends up coming back and he ends, because he is the leader. He's the great speaker. He's the, he's the great, uh, thought power, uh, source that, 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 that brand has. Yeah. So he's going to have a tough time disassociating with, uh, with, uh, with the brand. Um, however, uh, the brand itself sells content, sells memberships, sells templates, and it doesn't have his name on it. So now he's starting to be able to monetize it. So at some point, you might, if, if you are a very charismatic speaker, you're going to leverage that immediately. But then I would say early on, start bringing the other team members and the brand uh, element um, I I early. So people start connecting and associating with that. Uh, quick. I didn't do that. I started bringing my team maybe like five years afterwards. And then it got mm. to a point that you know, it's, it's Hector's channel and that's it. It's really difficult to, mm. to disconnect that. Mm. How do you, you mentioned leverage, um, when, you know, when you've got the audience that you do, like it's never been a better time to create, you know, have that creator business and digital products and, you know, a whole bunch of things that you can wrap around that. 
through the lens of running a firm, how do you think about high leverage work? The idea that you could produce a video and X tens of thousands of people will watch it versus I'm going to sit down and I'm going to review this one tax return for this one taxpayer. Like, has it changed how you approach your days, uh, that one-to-one stuff versus one-to-many stuff? Mm, okay. Well, um, the one to, so the one-to-one stuff, which in my world, the only true one-to-one is set up a Zoom meeting and it's just you and me and, 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 and that's it, right? Um, uh, like tax returns, for example, you know, it's a team effort in our firm. Like right. I, figured out, I figured out how to do the least amount of work uh, for that tax return in the entire workflow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that least amount of work is sort of preparing the return and signing it at the end. Uh, all the other stuff, like preparing the books, collecting the documents, we have a team of stuff. And like some people collect this stuff, some people verify it, some people collect payment information, some people explain tax returns to the clients. Where we have like maybe three people or four people touching a tax return that we that we produce. Now, as the CPA of the firm, I am taking full responsibility over over the workflow and I'm signing it. So it is ultimately my responsibility. If something goes wrong, it 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 lands on me. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta leverage the team. Now on the on the purely one-on-one stuff, like one-on-one consulting, uh, that's the stuff that uh, people want to work with me and me only because Hector, we believe you have the information that we want. We want your advice. We want your experience. We want what we've been previewing for years in your YouTube channel, we finally want it individualized. We want it um, in one-on-one. What I've done through the through the years is just com- just keep increasing the cost of a one-on-one session to the point that 99% of people can't pay it or, or it would be ridiculous mm-hmm. for them to pay it. And then they go back and go, do you have someone as capable that can answer these questions uh, in your team? And then there's, there's a, 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 the alternative which are you know my partners, which are just as capable as me, and probably ninety nine percent of stuff, they just are not they're not famous, right? <laughs> so people right. won't pay. Yeah. People won't 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 pay as much. So I so I've been able to get to the point where you know, hey, you want a one on one session that's fifteen hundred dollars, and people go, no, no, I just have a quick question. It's like, right, I have the person that's gonna do that can do that. But if you want me to get on a Zoom call and schedule it. It's gonna be fifteen hundred bucks, and a couple of years ago it was a thousand, and a couple of years ago it was seven fifty. So I mean, it's it, it, and it's I it's almost a filter, mostly what it is. It's not necessarily a a a, a revenue model. It's a filter because what I do want to leverage everyone in my firm, and I want to be the CEO, not the chief executive officer. I want to be the CEO, the chief education officer. I'm a teacher. I'm a trainer. I want to make sure that I I'm spending as much time teaching and training and mentoring my team. And the new members of my team that I'm doing to the out to the outside world, and that's where I've been able to reshift my focus and and just get my team much more competent and prepared uh, than before. So little by little, I can start letting go and start having uh, my team replace me. Essentially, yeah. you know, you said there though that's amazing that I think people are still we we're still getting our minds around how to leverage this is. The fact that people will pay 10x, you said because you're a celebrity, but because they built- I said celebrity, I said famous. It's to the uh, Famous, because <laughs> they've, but it's because they've built this trust with you that they don't Correct. have with your team, who absolutely, in my case, my team was always more capable than I was. Right. Uh, so 
I think that is a, is a really powerful thing. And that happens at a scale that is not Hector Garcia scale. I mean, there's, there's a hundred ways to build trust that don't have to involve a quarter million subscriber YouTube channel. So yes. what's interesting to me then, and but look at, look at you, you have a 5,000 person, yeah. uh, uh, YouTube channel. And I, I assume that you can, um, you can, uh, leverage or wield similar levels of trust when it comes to getting people to pay you to endorse yeah. or review or or uh, maybe endorse is the, the wrong word but include it as a sponsored item in yeah. one of your videos even if your videos get half the views and you have a tenth of the subscribership as yeah. a different channel because you don't need a whole bunch of subscribers to do it you just need an eyeball to look at it and get the free sample, right? Like, I don't know if you go to Costco, Jason, but a lot of things I buy that I've never tried before is because I walked into Costco and there was a nice lady said, you want a free sample? And I tried it. And because I tried the free sample, I'm like, I like it. So now I'm going to buy it. But in accounting, there's no such thing as free samples. Like we can't like give a free sample of a tax return or a free sample of a training session yeah. or free sample of consulting. And I, and I guess you could but it's just very impractical to do so so the best next thing to the free sample to promote our expertise is to give it away yep. and and that's the thing this the stuff that just boggles people be, uh, pe people because they're like why are you giving away something you could be charging hundreds or thousands of dollars or whatever it is uh, to do it and my friend uh, Seth David told me this once and he was quoting someone else that told him I don't remember who it was which is when it comes to knowledge, you have to give it away to own it or give it away to keep it. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> does that even mean? <laughs> well, th what it means is when they first hear it from you, they people assign that knowledge to you. You, you become yeah. the source of that knowledge. And when you're the oracle, you know, people pay a lot more for the oracle or they trust the oracle that more. So when there's a true, really expensive and pressing issue in which the economics makes sense to pay 10X or whatever that number is versus the average person to get the person that has proven that one has given away enough knowledge to, to give me a general good idea that they're good. And also they're so exposed that they can't be like messing around with me because they're uh, their exposure is so high and the reputation risk is so high that it would make no sense for this person to lie to me or to or to um, stiff me right yeah. so so just being exposed and giving away that knowledge it just just creates that extra layer of of trust and and security that people are going to just pay more they're gonna yeah. pay more yeah the, yeah when you've built that and let's you know call it trust that's less uncomfortable than fame uh you know the it's whole tr uh, trust is the right term trust the, is the right term yeah the whole like building an accounting firm past yourself past the founder like that's something that everybody struggles with yes is there a is there an internet enabled version of that where your team the leadership in your the leaders within your team can capture an aspect of that fame to kind of be a force multiplier for what they can command and and the level of trust that they have with clients, not necessarily on like this mega celebrity scale, but is there a smaller version of that where you can two extra fees because you now have that trust thanks to yeah. YouTube or social media or something? 
Yes. Um, you mean two x my my team's fees? You're talking right. about specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I have an employee that's been with me for seven years, um, and she's been through the journey of my YouTube channel and the and the the fruits of. Uh, having a tons of phone calls and leads that come in because of YouTube, and she watches some of my videos. She um, reads the email responses I send to people. Uh, I give her the insight when I respond to why I responded a certain way. Um, she's very aware of the content that I'm creating. Uh, in many ways, she's an extension of me, and. That took seven years to build and it'll get continue to get better. So you might have to bring someone alongside of you with the journey and spend the extra time, not just creating the content, talking to the clients and doing the work, which is really the sort of the difficult triangle that everybody uh, worries about yeah. is that, hey, I, I am, let's say somebody's even fearing the success. I'm going to create a bunch of content. I'm going to have a bunch of leads. I'm going to have to do a bunch of extra work, but then I won't be able to have time to do the work and then I won't do the work and then because I won't do the work I don't I won't be aware of the stuff so then my content's going to go bad so people just sort of they they could they could they could they could spiral themselves out of this quickly mm. in their mind uh but you are going to need someone along along to help you so like this person that's with me she she reads my emails my incoming emails and then she little by little she answers like it's me um, and I have access to it. I can see it. And if she misses something, I go back and say, hey, I forgot to mention something, right? Boom, boom, boom. Um, or, hey, Jessica, uh, misses out. You know, like, I, I also want to add this additional context. So, but I had to let go. I had to allow that person to answer in my behalf. Like she, she doesn't identify herself as me, but she's saying she can see my email and interject immediately, copy me. So you are going to need you are going to need that duality because when you start creating content, you're going to be talking to more customers and uh, you also need to be able to filter these customers. I'm sure, Jason, you've, you've seen this issue where people contact you. It's like, hey, I'm interested in doing anything Jason related, right? People say, I want to do anything Hector related. And then, and then you don't say the price up front or the potential cost or the minimum. And then you spend tons of time just listening and, and giving options or saying these are the possible things that we can do. And at the end, they thought it was all free or what they're willing to pay is practically free mm -hmm. compared to what we actually charge. So you are going to need like someone to like start filtering all these leads yep. and just sending your way or scheduling uh, you for the stuff that makes sense. And, and I'm at the point that I don't talk to anyone unless they're paying up front in a Calendly, in a Calendly uh, link. So yeah. you want to talk to Hector? Here's the, here's the button you press to talk to Hector. It's it's like Uber. It's amazing. Like you press a button, you pay, Hector shows up. <laughs> but you got to go through that. You have to press the button and you got to pay for Hector yeah. to show up. It doesn't matter how much you kick and scream, you got to do that. Now, if you're engaged already, different story. You're engaged in a tax return or monthly bookkeeping that includes advice with me or whatever. That's a different story. But if you're a person off the street, you got to do that first. Um, and uh, prior to that, I was doing all the diagnostics myself, also paid diagnostics. That I've been able to completely, like, and I have a, I have a different team member that does the diagnostics. Now, can they do that better than me? In some cases, uh, I, I still like to believe that 
uh, I have the experience and the context to sometimes see beyond what some of my team members can see, but it's not necessarily going to misdiagnose. Uh, my team members probably going to underdiagnose and, and offer less. You know, like I think I, I will probably be offering more or selling more mm. just because of my ability to sort of see uh, just sort of through between the lines and, and through the facts and that sort of thing. But uh, when it comes to functionally selling accounting and bookkeeping and advisory and tax, my team member can diagnose that perfectly. And they had to watch videos of me doing actual diagnostics. And I had to teach them how to do actual diagnostics. And, I ha and I've been having to interject when the diagnostic was missing a, 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 a key element. I say, hey, you missed this piece. And, and that's part of the learning process. And this is in my business. The longevity of my employees is like the most valuable thing yeah. because I, 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 I'm not only investing in them in, you know, with actual hard education dollars, I'm investing in them with my time and my sweat and my tears and my emotion and, and my focus and my attention. And the only way to like succeed, you, it's, it's to have that partner, right? Whether it's an actual, you know, accounting legal partner or, 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 or a, just, a, just a, a person that's, that's helping you alongside. It will be very difficult to do it by yourself, I think. Okay, we're now a couple hours after I talked with Hector. Biggest brain moment for me there, that is a really interesting nugget to take out of it. Uh, Hector, um, and he kind of dropped this like nonchalantly, like, He's just had to keep increasing his price and increasing his price for people to get one-on-one -on -one access to him to until it's to this astronomical level, right? Because they're paying for his, I think he said fame or, or celebrity or something like that. Um, even though his support team arguably is every bit as capable, if not 80 to 90% as capable, but they're paying, I don't know, 5X, 10X, whatever, they're paying way more for access to his time than that of his team. Now, I'm not as smart as Hector. Uh, a lot of the people that worked with me were just fundamentally better than me at the things that we do for clients. But when the perception is that you're the expert, like when you're the person they see talk and you're the person they spend time with, they build a relationship with you, right? And that's why they're able, and that's why they're willing to pay so much. So what is the version of that that extends down to your team because it's one thing for you to make the investment to putting your identity out there and that resonating with people and then people being willing to pay 2x your fees what is the distributed version of that look like is that a youtube channel where you've got 10 people that are featured and that rotates and there's a video going up every day or something like that what does it look like for clients to build trust with a bunch of members of your team. And Hector is obviously like a mega scale version of that. And you're not going to have 10 Hectors. But what does it look like to build trust across a team? So that every team member, like that perceived value has that added multiple that you've developed by building trust your client's building trust with that specific person. Now that could be YouTube, that could be podcasting, could be record them recording audio of the stuff they think is important week over week. How do you do, how do you like get that trickle down effect? So it's not just me, it's not just the business owner. How do you distribute that across the team to enable things like just charging more for their time or 
mastermind groups where they pull in 10 people at a time and people will pay a bunch of money to be there, uh, all because of the trust that they built with that person. What does distributed trust across a firm look like? I think it looks wildly profitable is the answer, but it comes back to the age old question of what is the right balance of time you spend investing in the high leverage stuff, the stuff that gets you out there that may take years to build versus the doing of the work. Surely the answer is not spending 100% of your time doing the work and never investing in the high leverage stuff. What a killer conversation. Okay, I mentioned we're now in the finals of the Accounting High Bracket Challenge up against Uncat. I have some information about Uncat that uh, is unseemly and may impact your vote. I'll be releasing it on social media on Friday. I'm not happy about it. I wish it wasn't the case, but I just think the people need to see the truth. Uh, we had the same situation with Lazanus. People needed to know the truth about Ryan. And uh, ultimately the truth went out. Does this feel like I'm just copying what I did last week with Ryan uh, because we won? Probably. And that's what I'm doing. Um, I teased up at the top that Ryan Lozanis is suing me. He did send me a DM this morning. In fact, let me pull it up here just so that ultimately when the court case happens, they can refer to this video specifically. He said, morning, Jason, just a heads up that my lawyers will be in touch with you over these so-called papers that tarnished my name and led you to victory. Yours truly, Lozanis. Still on a last name only basis. I did, Ryan and I were like talking like the whole week about like, oh, let's make this like absurd over the top thing. And it was actually a lot of fun and he was a good sport. Uh, but we got Uncat this week. And then if we beat them, we win the whole thing. I don't, is this some sort of prize for this besides just internet points? I don't know. I literally run on internet points at this point. Like this is, this is what I do. So thanks for coming and hanging. Happy Friday. Have a lovely weekend. Uh, if you're in tax, sucks to be you. Uh, and I'll see you next Monday. Bye.